former JFK Secret Service agent comes forward with new information about the assassination. And all of Las Vegas has now proven to be more hackable than the Dominion voting machines. This is the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. Let's jump into the first story. You don't get new information about the JFK assassination very often, do you? So let's see what we got here. Starting with uh, what happened in 2013, because they all connect together. Everything does in JFK world. In 2013, this nurse named Phyllis J. Hall, who was, or she claimed to be, in the emergency room with JFK after he was shot. She did multiple interviews where she claimed that when the president came into the hospital, she saw a bullet sitting on his stretcher next to his head beneath his ear. And the description that she gave of this bullet 10 years ago apparently almost perfectly matched the description of the first piece of evidence that the FBI logged during their investigation. And that piece of evidence was a bullet that was recovered not from Kennedy's stretcher, but was instead recovered, according to them, in the the official report, from Texas Governor John Conley's stretcher after it was believed to have fallen from a wound in his leg. This is the magic bullet that everybody talks so much about that, according to the official report on the JFK assassination, the Warren Commission, that this bullet was fired by Oswald from the book depository, It traveled all the way down to the limousine, entered the back of Kennedy's neck, came out the front, and then entered Conley, who was sitting in front of Kennedy, went into his right shoulder, struck his rib, exited from underneath his nipple, and then passed through his right wrist, and then ultimately hit and landed wedged in his thigh, his left thigh. That is the path that the commission concluded this bullet traveled. The path that in the years since, many have believed to be impossible. Unless it was magic. The entire conclusion made by the, the, the commission, the uh, Warren Commission, the official report, which I don't know who believes that anymore anyway, but their entire report depends on that bullet falling out of Conley's leg and onto his stretcher which is why the nurse claiming to see that same bullet on Kennedy's stretcher instead is significant because it conflicts and destroys that entire narrative that no one believes anymore. The problem is that her claim has not been able, they haven't been able to corroborate it until now. Because a couple of days ago, a former Secret Service agent, a guy named Paul Landis, who was protecting Jackie Kennedy on that day. Jackie was sitting next to JFK in the limo. I guess he was one of the guys running next to it. He has spoken out for the first time in nearly 60 years. Kept all of it held in for six decades, a long time. He did an interview with the New York Times because he's promoting a book on the subject, by the way, an upcoming book. And he told the New York Times that he actually found a nearly pristine fired bullet and... It wasn't in Conley's leg, like the official report states. He found it on the back seat of the limousine behind where Kennedy was sitting, right behind where he was shot. And then he took that bullet and he placed it on the president's hospital stretcher to preserve it as evidence. That's what he says, which I would say he did a very bad job of. Not a good job preserving evidence. Maybe get a little baggy, some plastic gloves, Enter it into 
some sort of, is there not an evidence locker at the White House? Maybe that's where Hunter's cocaine is. Uh, it just seems like some protocols were being broken in the, oh, I found this bullet. Let me toss it on to the stretcher as it rolls away. It'll be fine. Just a tiny bullet. Nobody's going to mistake where it came from. Or go along with people and tell them that you put it. It's just uh, maybe his book clears that up, but that that's a little bit of a hole in uh, the article on this this book and this story. Anyway, so just for clarity for my own mind, in light of this new information, the situation we're dealing with here is that the Warren Commission, the Secret Service agent, and the nurse are all talking about the same bullet. Except unlike the Warren Commission, who says that this bullet was found on Conley's stretcher after falling out of a wound in his leg, the nurse and the Secret Service agent are disputing that claim. And they are saying that this bullet was found on Kennedy's stretcher after the agent himself found it behind Kennedy's seat on the limo, and he put it there on the the stretcher himself. If what he says is true, then it destroys the Warren Commission's entire lone gunman, Oswald, acted alone. Conclusion, which has been destroyed over and over again by many people, but once again, it's destroyed. And it also would indicate, if true, that Kennedy was not shot from behind, that he was shot from the front, that the hole in his neck, the wound in the front of his neck, was an entry wound and not an exit wound, which apparently is what the ER doctors initially suspected when they brought him into the hospital, which would mean that Oswald could not have been the one to have shot him because he couldn't have shot him from the front from the the school book depository. That's the theory that's being presented here by this former Secret Service agent and a lawyer slash historian who helped him write this upcoming book that this story is clearly a, a promotion of, which... Again, I don't believe the official story on JFK, all right? Let's be clear about that. I do not believe that story. But also, I'm going to be taking this claim with a grain of salt until I read his book. I mean, the co-writer of this book, this lawyer dude, he, he even told Vanity Fair that neither this article, the New York Times article, nor his and Landis's book has the insight or forensic expertise to hazard any new conclusions about a second shooter We make all these claims and say, we don't have any insight about it. A little strange. And the problem with the Secret Service agent guy, so he comes with the credibility, right? He was there. He was protecting them. First-hand eyewitness, right? But the problem is, why are you waiting 60 years? Why, Why are you just now blowing the whistle on this? Why are you waiting 10 years after this old lady made her claims? Are you just now feeling safe enough? I can get maybe in the immediate aftermath. You did not feel safe, but come on, 60 years, there's literally no consequences for coming forward and making a claim like this anymore. Maybe the lawyer's putting some false memories in his mind, or maybe they're working together because they see like the easiest cash grab opportunity on the planet. Look at the circumstances. You got the one dude who's got the credibility of being the Secret Service agent. You got a Kennedy running for president for the first time in decades, and he is making some noise, man. Everybody's talking about him. So you can newsjack that, ride that wave of popularity, swing it over to yourself a little bit, pump up some book sales, and there's literally no consequences of just making it all up. They could be lying about all of this. The guy could have never seen a bullet, and they could get caught in their lie, 
and there would literally be no consequences. They wouldn't get in trouble. They wouldn't get sued by anybody, and they would still get to keep the profits for their book because nobody cares. And they would get the profits for the movie deal that will almost definitely come afterwards if the book is any good. Even if it's proven to be a lie, they will still get a movie deal. This is like the lowest risk, highest reward, cash grab opportunity I've ever seen. And this old dude is the perfect dude to take advantage of it because he was there on that day. Maybe he's telling the truth. There are other theories that align with that, but it's just so easy to look at those other theories and say, okay, let's just mold a story that corroborates that stuff. So maybe he'll explain all of this. Maybe he'll tell us why it took him 60 years to come forward. Maybe he'll clear it up in the book, but we'll have to get it to find out. You know, it is strange though. Like they're talking about aliens again, talking about who killed JFK again, the multiple shooter theory, the grassy knoll, the umbrella guy. It's almost like they're trying to make conspiracy theories what they used to be before this nationwide psyop designed to brand conspiracy theorists as racist and extremist. And QAnon, maybe they're warning RFK about something. Maybe you're going to get a special bullet. A special bullet, a magic bullet. A magic special bullet. Or like I said, just a well-timed, easy cash grab. Most likely story. All right, next story. What happens in Vegas is apparently nothing. Because all of the MGM Grand hotels and casinos on the Vegas Strip have been hit by a cyber attack. And everything has basically been shut down for like the past 48, 72 hours. All of the people who have traveled there to go waste all of their money and engage in debauchery are unable to engage in debauchery and waste all of their money. And you know they're upset about it. Some of the hotels affected, all of the MGM hotels are affected by it, but some of the ones you might recognize are the Bellagio Hotel, the MGM Grand Hotel, and of course, the Mandela Bay Hotel. Cyber hackers, if you're listening, if you could please find some information about the unsolved, unexplained 2017 Las Vegas shooting that no one ever talks about it anymore. Because we'd all like to know. The computer systems at all of these hotels and casinos were taken offline by the attack. Paid parking systems were, were shut down, which you know what that means. Free parking. ATM machines aren't working. They're shut down. Can't get any cash out. Point of sales systems aren't processing credit cards. Can't get no cash. Can't use no credit. Always carry cash, man. It's like a mini grid shutdown going on here. Guests aren't able to make reservations. Probably can't pay prostitutes or drug dealers. There's apparently lines of guests who are experiencing all of this torture. Like hundreds of yards long. I'm not even exaggerating. This is what these articles are claiming. It's like wrapping around the lobbies of these hotels and spilling out into the first floor hallways of all of them because people are just out there and the, the concierge are passing waters around. The way that they're talking about this, it sounds like the aftermath of a Category 5 hurricane that just wrecked a city. But it's not. It's people in Vegas not being able to do Vegas. 
along with the ATMs not working and the credit card processing not working, the guests are unable to even charge anything to their room, and their hotel key cards don't even work. So they can't get no cash. They can't get no credit to work. They can't even get into their rooms to get their stuff or take a shower or rest for a little while or even break the windows of their hotel room and fire a machine gun down at 500 concert goers on the ground below. Cyber hackers, if you're listening, while you're in the system at Mandalay Bay, if you could please find out some more information about that 2017 shooting. I'd like to say that just one more time there. Sports kiosks are shut down. Slot machines have stopped working. People have put money into slot machines and won, and they are unable to get money out. There's one story about a guy who had won like $1,500, and, and the money's not, he's like, I won, and the money's not coming out, and he's just been standing by that slot machine for hours. You don't want to leave because it's like the second you leave, you worry this money's going to start spilling out. So he's, just, he's probably sleeping next to that thing, maybe getting a little territorial, people trying to get him to leave. I mean, it's kind of crazy. The casino really could just claim that he didn't win. They could say, no, that was a hack. A cyber hack made you win, so you didn't really win, which will really irritate him. But I doubt that they would do that. They're going to have to compensate these people to keep them happy, which it is interesting, by the way. Speaking of Mandalay Bay in 2017, back in March of this year, there was an article. Let's see if I can find it here. Oh, there's the MGM Resort. The MGM Resort website is down. Like, their, their website doesn't even work. Look at that. All right, I don't have that AP article up, but it was an article from the AP back in March of this year when hundreds of pages of documents about the case, the Vegas shooting, were made public. I think they were FBI documents and an interview with one of Stephen Panics, the alleged gunman's gambling buddies, was also made public in this release. And he apparently told the FBI, and I kind of remember a story like this, so it doesn't seem new to me, but they reported it as new back in March. He told the FBI that he believed that the stress of Paddock's high-stake video poker gambling life could have easily caused him to snap. And he also said that Paddock was angry over how the casinos were treating him despite his high roller status. Well, he'd be pretty upset right now. For sure, they better compensate all these people who are, I can imagine working at one of these hotels. If you're like a frontline person, you're probably getting all of it from these upset people who just wanted to go do drugs, bang hookers, and blow all their money. That's all they wanted to do. MGM has not commented on how the incident happened, and they're apparently losing millions of dollars, just money being burned by the minute. I'm sure their stock price has already taken a pretty big hit. And what's going on is they're probably being extorted. These ransomware hacker groups, they hack into some of these companies and, and people, their accounts who have lots of money, and they hold their assets and they prevent them from doing what they do to earn money until they pay the ransom demand. And many of these people and companies do pay the ransom because there's no, they can't catch the people. And every second that they waste, money's getting burned, especially in this situation, man. It would not surprise me if they paid this ransom to whoever it is whether it's a individual actor or the CIA or whoever, they have got Vegas by the balls right now. But never fear, because the FBI is on the job. They are there on the scene investigating the situation, 
And if the Mandela Bay investigation from 2017 is any indication about how that'll go, well, I won't be holding my breath for them to figure this one out. Oh, and they also took like everybody's data as well. That's, that's given. So the gambling industry this past year was a $60 billion industry. Vegas casinos are known to be like super secure. Big bouncers, cameras everywhere, super vaults you can't get into. I mean, they make tons of movies about these gangs of thieves trying to figure out how to just get in to these Sin City casinos so they can get some of that money. They are supposed to be like the model for security. And while attempts to steal from them in the past have been successful, some of them, most of them are not, okay? Because these places prioritize security above everything else to protect that money. Yet right now, some cyber hackers, who they probably don't even know who, who they are, have crippled all of these MGM Grand Hotels, these super secure hotels and casinos on the Vegas Strip, throwing everything into chaos. I, I mean, gambling is an addiction. And there's probably a lot of people that are getting a little shaky, starting to get a little snappy and irritated with these people who work there. I mean, it sucks for them. I mean, I'm sure it's terrible. But why with all of their emphasis and focus and resources and state-of-the-art technology, were they not able to protect themselves from these cyber thieves? Why did their world-class security systems fail this time? The answer's easy. They weren't using Smartmatic Dominion voting machine software and technology. Had they been, none of this would have happened. Had their slot machines been repurposed Dominion voting machines, nobody's locking those babies down. These are the most secure things in the world. Dominion and Smartmatic are unhackable. Okay, we know that. They're perfect because they produced the most secure election in American history. Vegas can be hacked and taken over. Dominion voting machines, not a chance in hell. Time to change out everything in Vegas and replace them with true security, with Dominion. Impenetrable security. The next Ocean's Eleven movie isn't even going to focus on a casino anymore. It's going to be a gang of like 12 guys, an acrobat, and Julia Roberts all trying to break into a Dominion voting machine. Unsuccessfully, of course. And the movie will end with all of them being indicted on RICO charges and then executed by a firing squad. It takes a dark turn. It does. Hunter Biden's there playing with himself, smoking crack as it happens. It's a real twist in the Ocean's Eleven franchise. All right, guys, there has been a few developments in that story since I recorded this, which was a couple of days ago. And I wanted to update you guys before we get out of here today. MGM is losing $8.4 million a day. That's what we're being told. And 31, which is all of their resorts, as I said, but it's 31 of them have been affected by the cyber attack. And according to some reports, a ransomware gang or cartel, as it's described, called ALPHV or Black Cat is believed to be responsible for the attack, while others are saying that an affiliate of that group called Scattered Spider Roasted Octopus is the gang responsible. I don't think they really know exactly who was responsible. I think they suspect one of those two groups, but they don't even really know who the people in those groups are, it sounds like. And apparently, whichever of these groups did it, also hacked Caesars Entertainment casinos, like 
within the past couple of weeks who kept it quiet until they recently acknowledged that they did pay a $15 million ransom to get their systems back online. And thus far, MGM is refusing to pay whatever ransom is being demanded of them. And along with the previously mentioned problems that were going on at the MGM hotels and casinos, there's also problems with their elevators are randomly getting stuck. In fact, MGM is stocking elevators with bottled water in case they get stuck so that nobody dies of dehydration. You can see the screen or the image on screen here. There's a chair in the corner of an elevator with like a 18 pack of water bottles underneath it. Why would you get on that elevator? Is it worth your life? I think I'm going to risk it. I'm going to step on this elevator that feels the need to equip me with 18 bottles. They might as well have a first aid kit and a couple of nurses on there and maybe a defibrillator. Why would you get on that elevator? Unless you have to because of a handicap or something. Otherwise, take the stairs. Some of their escalators are also not working. I don't know if there is water stationed on the escalator because people could get stuck there as well and you don't know how long they'll be there because you see a lot of people on escalators. They, they think they're going for a ride. They, they, they stop walking altogether and they won't know what to do if the escalator stops. Their kitchen management computers aren't working. Their food ordering kiosk touchscreens aren't working. And there's a giant video billboard for the Aria Resort that's just flashing pixels and is apparently all jacked up. And the employees, at least some of them, are saying they have not been paid. But on a positive note, Larry Flint's Hustler Strip Club is offering free lap dances to MGM guests affected by the cyber attack. It's good to see everyone pitching in to help during a crisis. This is one of those feel-good stories here, literally. Not only are they offering the free lap dances, the club is offering free airport pickup and luggage storage. So they'll come get you and take you to the lap dance. I mean, that, that's, that's quality service right there. And on top of that, they are also giving out complimentary $1,200 Platinum VIP memberships as well. Can we just give them the Humanitarian of the Year Award right there? I mean, talk about stepping up when there's a problem. Platinum VIP members, not sure exactly what that is, but I'm guessing you, you get finished off with a price tag like that attached. The GM of the strip club, Brittany Rose, tells TMZ, our hearts go out to both the employees as well as the tourists who have been affected by this devastating event. As members of the hospitality industry, we decided to do our part to help improve the guest experience during their visit to Las Vegas, which will in turn alleviate the stress of the employees who are so diligently handling the situation. Good on Larry Flint's Hustler Club to show what leadership in crisis looks like. And that's where I'm going to wrap up the show for today. Thank you guys for listening and thank you for watching. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.